Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike and this is Tammy. Hello. How's it going, Tam? It's great. Coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada on this gorgeous Saturday, December 30th, 2023. Coming right up, we have a special study, Tammy. It's a topical lesson. When was the birth date of Jesus Christ? The Bible, in no uncertain terms, tells us the birth date of Jesus Christ. It is so simple and significant, but the reason we're doing this after the traditional Christmas, right, right, December 25th, is because you can't go into a nice Christmas setting where everyone's having some nog, eggnog, and everyone's making merry, and uh, maybe there's a Christmas tree. That's fine, okay? And then come in and start blowing people out of the water with this feeling of empowerment. I'm going to tell you that Jesus Christ's birthday was not on December 25th, and, and just... Captain Buzzkill ruined the whole scene. You don't want to come in and mess up a, no. a cultural event, a family occasion, and get that, uh, you know, gloating. No gloating is allowed in the Bible, Matthew chapter 5. So today we're simply going to go over when is the birth date, when is the birth date of Jesus Christ. And we'll start this... Uh, Please turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. And as you turn there, please consider the Companion Chapel. It's a registered nonprofit ministry that me and Tammy set up. All provisions go to God's purposes. Please consider your part in the many member body of Christ. How glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word, companionchapel.com. And we need to hear from you. We love the emails. Just to let us know that you're out there, companionchapel at gmail.com. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. And I'm not going to read the whole. Uh, chapter. We're just going to go over some key verses. Now let's do a little setup here. First we have Mary and Joseph. Obviously we know who they are. We don't have to go over that, do we? I don't think so. Okay, so Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. And then we have Zachariah and Elizabeth. So we have two couples here. And Zachariah and Elizabeth, well, let's just open the book and let it speak for itself. Mary was Elizabeth's cousin. So I'm going to go to Luke chapter 1 and verse 5. And there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah of the course of Abiah. Now, I'm going to stop right there for a second. There is your date. That is the date. We're going to be talking about the dates of conception. Now, of John the Baptist, who was the son of um, Zechariah and Elizabeth. And then, of course, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, through Mary and his adopted father, Joseph. So it's the dates of conception that we're going to be concentrating on. Don't let me get off subject here because we're not going to go through the events unless they're significant to the dates. That's the whole part of this topical lesson. Okay, so of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. So the female descendants of Aaron always married priests, and this was also... Was it always Levitical priests? Levitical priests. It had to be in the... In that Le Levitical, um, Le 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 Levitical lineage, and God has the temple had to be run in a strict, orderly manner, and this course of Abiah is extremely significant. Okay, so do you want to talk about the course of Abiah right now before we continue? I think you should. I, I think that because you've already mentioned it. Okay, so let's go back to First Chronicles twenty-four when David was setting up the church. Okay, God instructed David, listen, this is my orderly way I want to set up the church. It's not just some random uh, event. There was order, there was structure, there was discipline, there was governmental perfection. And 
so we set up what's called courses. Now the course of a bias simply means, course means, this was the priest's job during his one week period. Okay, course just means his ministerial duties. That's all that course means. And so we go to First Chronicles 24 and you'll see 24 courses listed. And you'll see the original names of the priests imported to always stayed with the course of Abiah. Zachariah's course was of the course of Abiah. That was the eighth course. The courses ran in weeks. So you would have one week where there's certain priests. Like for example, the first lot came forth to, how do you say that guy's name again? Jehorib. 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 So from now on, up until the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled prophecy, and there was no more blood ordinances or these rituals, these courses were in the churches every week. This first guy, the first course was Jerorib. And then you go down to the eighth course, that's <laughs> Abiah. There's the course of Abiah. So when the courses started was after that great Feast of Tabernacles, the great roundup, the great harvest feast of Tabernacles. Then the priests would be together. All the priests served at the great feast, the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. All 24 priests served. And then after that, each priest had his own week. And it would start, and the course of, or, or the Feast of Tabernacles was at the end of September, start of October, depending on the fall equinox. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then they would, okay, this is when it is. And then after, each one would serve a week. So eight weeks after the Feast of Tabernacles would be the course of Abiah. And that was Zacharias. And then there's 24 priests. And it would fill up the year to 24. And then they would start over again. And that adds up to 48 weeks. And again, the other weeks were filled up with the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Pentecost in the summer, and of course the Feast of Tabernacles. There's your whole priestly duties per year. right? So that's your course of Obiah. The course of Obiah was the 8th. And then they would run the courses to 24. And then they would do it again. And they would run the courses to 24. But always remember, when you're counting on your calendar, and I, I encourage people to do this, get out your regular calendar, find out when the uh, Feast of Tabernacles is. So you just, just start around, it would end around October 5th. Just pick any, any Sunday in that area and then do it. One, two, three, four, through the weeks to eight. That was his first priestly duty and then count up to 24 and then do one two three four five six seven eight and don't forget to add the week of passover and that'll take you to june mid-june okay so we're just going to call it let's just call it june 10th okay june 10th june 15th we'll just call it june 15th we'll use some fives in here okay so that was his duty he was of the course of a bias so that gives us the clear date right there. And we're talking about Zechariah and Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well stricken in years. They were old. They were getting up there. And then we know the story here. As he's in there executing his job of the priest's office, he's burning incense. And the whole multitude of people outside, because they're not allowed inside, only one priest was allowed through that veil that Christ ripped for the deeper students, okay? 
he was burning incense. That signaled to everybody else outside, hey, it's time to pray. He's doing his priestly duties. It would go from Sabbath to Sabbath. And then the next week, I think I hit that pretty good. Hey, Sammy? And who appeared unto Zechariah in the Holy of Holies, in that temple behind the veil, but Gabriel himself, and said, you're going to have a kid. Okay, and it's going to be John the Baptist. So let's skip over to Luke chapter 1 and go to verse 23. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. He was done for the year. That brings us up to about June 15th. We're just going to say June 15th in that general sure. area. Okay, so there he is. There's this old man, Zachariah. He lived 30 miles from the big church, big church there. Okay, so okay. it would have taken him, old oh man, a couple days to walk home. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself for five months. There is the date of conception for John the Baptist, mid-June. Okay, so just keep that in mind, mid-June. I was going to go over the years, but that'll make it too confusing. We're just going to try and stick to the subject today. Okay, and in the sixth month, so three times for emphasis in the next few verses, we're going to be talking about the date of the conception of John the Baptist and the date of conception of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so it's the conception for John the Baptist, June 15th. She hid herself for five months. And verse 26, And the sixth month the angel of Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to go talk to Mary. So now we're at six months later. So we're at... Let's just give it to people. December 25th. We'll just say that. Sure. Okay, so here's Mother Mary, the Virgin Mary, and here's Gabriel talking to her. You found favor. Um, and Mary said to the angel, uh, like this is an epic chapter talking about our Lord Jesus Christ and what would happen. Okay, so then we're skipping that subject because we're sticking on a timeline. Verse 34, Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be? How can I get pregnant and deliver this uh, the future Messiah, seeing I know not a man? Okay, so she's, she's a virgin. She's a virgin. She's uh, pure. Waiting. And in the Quran, it is so much more specific. The great Arab language and the great Hebrew language back then, where the whole chapter of a Quran is dedicated to just this. The birth of our Lord Jesus Christ and it says Mary said to the angel Gabriel no man has touched me and that word naga for the deeper student runs a thread through the Bible like a clothesline to help us understand right from Genesis 3:15, the very first prophecy but anyways that's this was uh, translated into Greek and then into English but there is an, there is other accounts out there of this immaculate conception and and so, and behold, the angel's telling uh, Mary here, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has conceived a son in her old age, and this is her sixth month, who is there called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Okay, so six months later, here's Mary, Immaculate Conception. And the Immaculate Conception is written in detail in verse 35 there. The Holy Spirit shall cover thee. Okay. And things that are beyond our current understanding of physics, people have to get over it. To understand, God is the creator of all things through his thundering voice. So there's immaculate conception six months later. That would take us up to, that would be December 25th. And Mary arose in those days 
and went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judah. She went up there to visit and entered into the house of Zechariah and saluted, saluted Elizabeth. Now this is very significant here. With haste, she booked it and she went there. Okay, so this is a 90 mile walk. It's 70 miles as the crow flies. And it's a 90 mile walk. Now don't let me forget um, Ezra and Nehemiah. I forgot to mention that. Just at the end. Okay, so that's another uh, little bit that we have to add on. Um, so Mary knows the route. And if you go on Google Maps and go on satellite and look from Nazareth to Jerusalem to Bethlehem, dude, this is no easy walk. Now, Mary would have been about 17 and she would have been tripping around with a posse of people. Yeah, There's she no wouldn't doubt. have been on her own. She would have been with her family. Yeah, so she's going up there to see her cousin. And so she knows the route. It's through hill country. And this is the winter. Now, the winter there is not as winter severe here, but it still gets below zero at night and it's 3,000 feet above sea level averaging these hills on a dirt path it's not like you can take a bus it's not paved it's like it's it's a tough walk these people were tough people and they had to take all the provisions with them so this is Mary's first trip walking and she entered into the house of Zachariah and saluted Elizabeth and it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary the babe John the Baptist leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And we're talking about, uh, and whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord shall come to me. We're talking about the fulfillment of our Lord Jesus Christ passing through the matrix once to be born in a single woman. He took the lowest earthly position for us. He manifested a little lower than the angels to be our teacher, our master, our rabbi, our wonderful counselor, to be our savior, our salvation, our deliverer, the kinsman redeemer of the whole human family. He had to do that. He took the lowest earthly position for us, innocent, not guilty, and this is how it went down. This is how it started. And we'll go to verse 56. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Now Elizabeth's full time came and she should be delivered and she brought forth a son. Now I would suggest that Mary stuck around for the delivery. Um you add three months on to the six months when Mary first got there and you got nine months. And so there's well, John the Baptist. Well, it says, and her neighbors and her cousins heard how yeah. the Lord had so, shooed. So like bring together the family here. So we have the date of conception, June 15th, John the Baptist. The date of conception for Jesus Christ, that's Immaculate Conception around December 25th, that's fine. And it's on a lot of calendars. You'll see that, Immaculate Conception. It's just a secret among friends. We know that. We know that in Second Thessalonians 2.7, the mystery of iniquity doth already work. There was already an attack on the truth. And we know from 1 John 2.18, there was many antichrists, many people trying to... Christ, we'll just use, when it says many antichrists, we'll just use this. Christ is the way. And there's other people trying to show us the way. Do not conform, it says in the, in the book of uh, Romans. Jesus Christ is the way. He is the path. He is the truth. That great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And let's go to 2.6 here of the book of Luke. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. The days, the perfect days of gestation 280 days so from december 25th yeah 280 days you go five times seven times eight that's grace times spiritual completeness times new beginnings the perfect 
days of our Lord Jesus Christ. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flocks by night. Now, before I get into this, I quickly want to go back to, there was an argument brought to me about in Ezra and Nehemiah, they said there was only four courses. It got reduced. Well, I would have you read Ezra chapter 8, verse 17, when they looked around. There was no Levitical priests. They were trying to restore the church coming back from the Babylonian captivity. So it got restored to 24, 24 priests doing their duties twice in a year, 48 plus the three feast times. So we have our fixed date and we're going to prove this even more. If you add 280 days onto um, December 25th, we're just going to call it September 29th. Okay, so that's the birth date of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Feast of Tabernacles. We know the Feast of Tabernacles is a metaphor clear metaphor for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We'll go to John chapter 1. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh at conception. And the manuscripts have a natural pause there. And then, and then it says, and dwelt among us. It's not the word dwelt. That's a terrible translation. The word in the Greek is skenel, and it means tabernacled amongst us. So it should have been translated tabernacled. Jesus Christ will spread his tabernacle over us so that we may dwell in safety and security under its cover and protection. The veil of Christ, the hedge of God. So the Feast of Tabernacles is the harvest of the ingathering. Remember Matthew chapter 13, 39. The harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. It's so significant. Jesus Christ was born on the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles and circumcised on the eighth day. Now let's talk about a few things here. Okay, we went over Nezer and Nehemiah. Now Mary knew the walk, for example. We all talk about this first. So here she is heavy with child and the traditions of men that make void the word of God in the churchy churches. Now don't go blowing anybody out of the water. Just you can present them with facts and people can govern themselves accordingly, right? You don't want to be pointing fingers. Hey, you guys are all wrong because they will hate you. Don't worry. People do not like the truth. And they like to think their feelings trump the truth. And that's fine. They get, you know, emotional attachment to traditions and they will not let them go. And so we just ask somebody this, okay? When it says here, and in the same country, shepherds were abiding in their fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. You telling me that the shepherds were out there in the winter? Let me tell you something. The reason that they were not out there in the winter is for this one clear thing. There's nothing to eat for the sheeps, for the sheep. The right? sheep. Like, it was like, I didn't really understand that. I knew when I was a little kid standing at those nativity scenes, freezing cold, saying, and I did farming when I was younger. It's like, what are the sheep out there? Are the shepherds really camping out when it goes below zero at night and the sheep are getting wet because it's rainy season? There's not a chance. That's why there was no room in the inn because everyone was coming back for this royal decree to get taxed and to go to the feasts. There's no room in the inn, but there's room in the manger because this was in September. The sheep were out in the fields with their shepherds because there was something to eat. You don't put sheep out. In the, okay, I hit that one pretty good. Yeah. Right? All right. Yeah, you're, so you're that, 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 that one used to bother me as a little kid because I used to say, the sheep are out there and there's nothing to eat. Okay, so there's no room in the inn. So let's go over a few other things. 
there's no room in the end because everyone was going up there at that particular time and and um so we have mary she's heavy with child and it doesn't say okay i'll go to the next in verse in chapter two and in those days it came to pass chapter two verse one of the book of luke a decree from caesar augustus that the world should be taxed and all all went to be taxed into his own city now do you think this is when they were traveling and joseph also went up from galilee out of the city of nazareth into judea unto the city of david which is called bethlehem because it was of the house of the lineage of david to be taxed with mary his espoused wife now have you seen that grammatical morphology anywhere else where it doesn't mean he already got married to her in the bible it says she was espoused to her before now it's a espoused wife so keep that in mind i can tell you this much they got married before they traveled if she was showing that much you know heavy with child she would have been eight months pregnant okay when and she would they would have got married before this obviously to go register themselves and to be taxed joseph went up out of nazareth there's key words here nazareth means branch town and you would know from zechariah chapter 3 and zechariah chapter 6 he is our branch our lord jesus christ bethlehem means house of bread he feeds us with the bread of life and quenches our thirst with the living water so we don't hunger or thirst after the ways of ways and things of the world ever again and so it doesn't say when they left a lot of people say well that would have taken them you know couple days or three four days if they walk this many miles well let me tell you when you're eight months pregnant and you got to carry all your camping stuff with you because there's no 7-elevens along the way or truck stops or stuff like that you know like they're walking on rough terrain she's heavy with child and if someone wants to say well she rode a donkey like go try and ride a donkey go to your petting zoo and ride a donkey yeah jesus christ rode a donkey side saddle in in the great uh, hosanna but if you're heavy with child and you're on this donkey and it's got that spine that comes across it's not like a horse that's got a nice smooth gait and that would even be dangerous for a pregnant woman eight months pregnant right so the donkey's got that spine he's got choppy legs he's stubborn they're for carrying packages and there's not not a chance that mary heavy with child would take on this journey in the winter three thousand miles or three thousand feet above sea level for a 90 mile walk eight months pregnant in the winter it's not a possibility it's not a probability it's an absolute uncertainty it did not happen and we already got the dates anyway so that's one thing and then caesar augustus imposing this tax right the tax got imposed you have to come here and register yourself now think about who these people were this was a roman invading occupying force they were hated no one wants someone some from some other country to come into their country and this is what we're going to do and you're going to abide by our rules now. You can have your little silly religious um, superstitions. That's fine. They just want to keep the peace, but they want, this is our turf now. And now they're going to impose a tax, right? So they would be hated. But when are they, when is a astute leader like Caesar Augustus going to impose this tax? Is he going to impose it in the middle of winter? Or is he going to see everybody's here at the Feast of Tabernacles? He's going to be looking out his king window and going, uh... Yeah, they're all here. They all have money. The agricultural round is done. That is the best time for people to have money and have things. They're coming up to the church with money, and they're staying there with their bully Roman soldiers saying, register here and pony up. Do you think he would get them to say, 
Do you think he would see all that action on the Feast of Tabernacles and then go, hey, you know what? We should wait three months until it's raining and freezing cold at night and let's get these people to come back. That is absolutely beyond all reasonables. He got them to do it at the Feast of Tabernacles because if if they said that to someone like me and Tammy, we'd be called, yeah, right. Go whatever yourself, <laughs> buddy. We're not going to make that trip in the winter. We were just there. We had money. By the time you get to December 25th, you know, yeah, we're out. We're yeah, out of money. We're out of money we're by of then, money. that's for sure. Well, I want to thank you very much for watching. Have yourself the greatest day, and bye for now. Bye.